Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. Fantasy Sports Today here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle, holding you down for the next hour as we give you everything you need ahead of either your Week 14 last regular season matchup or the beginning of the playoffs. Regardless, you know, the chips are in the middle of the table. You need to uh, get a W this week. And so we're going to hold you down here on FST and give you all the information you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Quick programming note, we started that effort last hour on Roto Experts in the Morning. So if you are listening... Or if you're taking it as a podcast, make sure you get the comprehensive look at week 14 that Dane and Scott are in the middle of giving you. I do want to reset some of the headlines from yesterday, Scott, real quick. The Buffalo Bills have cut Kelvin Benjamin. We do think he's going to latch on somewhere. We hypothesized about some contending teams that could use a big body wide receiver. What I think is interesting is that now Zay Jones is now the number one wide receiver in Buffalo. Uh, How do you treat him on fantasy rosters in a win or go home scenario against the Jets this week? St. Jones was the number one wide receiver for them before Calvin Benjamin got cut. People are reacting to this thing like all of a sudden it boosts Zay Jones. You know, Zay Jones has played really well for the last two weeks and shown some flashes mm. earlier in the year. He he has been the number one there. You know, this is nothing new there. Calvin Benjamin wasn't producing. and But Zay Jones is he's kind of like rookie wide receivers, though. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, very, very inconsistent here. You know, Josh Allen is, is improving here, and uh, Zay Jones is playing better. He's not somebody ideally you want to start, but I think he deserves starting consideration if your wide receiver three spot is not ideal. And there's a lot of cases like that right now. Yeah, definitely. Okay, a lot of people are really going through uh, some options in a winner-go-home scenario. They're wide receiver three, their flex spot. You may have legitimate choices to make. I've got legitimate choices to make, and Scott is not helping me out because we are in the same league, and there's a universe where if I win this week, uh, I may see him down the road. So I understand. James Conner has been ruled out <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Steelers in their matchup against Oakland. I sort of think they may be quote-unquote, saving him for the monstrous matchup they have next week against the New England Patriots. Inside Injuries thinks that this could be a more significant kind of high ankle sprain. I think what's very important here, Scotty, is that people need to go out and get, in my opinion, the number one waiver ad this week, Jalen Samuels. And interestingly enough, Scotty, in some formats, this guy offers your roster incredible flexibility because of his eligibility, right, Scott? Yeah, I talk about it on rotoexperts.com and in our, all over the country for the Associated Press uh, this morning about how he could be the most interesting waiver pickup of all time. And, you know, this, because never before have we had a tight end who can carry the ball like 15 times a game. Yeah. You know, we saw Marcus Colston qualify as a tight end in his rookie season, and, you know, it rankled some people because, because, because it gives some owners an unfair advantage. But it's certainly going to rankle some people playing on Yahoo Sports and some other platforms right now in which he qualifies at tight end. But again, like you said, you know, inside injuries, saying on rotoexperts.com this morning that he could miss four to seven weeks. So I find it uh, very, how should I say, unlikely that they're just going to sit him out this week and then bring him back next week. Yeah, so we'll see about that, okay? And we'll get Dr. A's uh, thoughts on uh, on a high ankle sprains on Friday and why so many people consider them even a worse injury than what may sound more serious. Scotty, this is something I didn't mention last hour, and I'm going to tell you right now. I don't want to take a lot of time on this because people have, like, you know, specific fantasy impacts going into the playoffs. But I saw a couple of pieces of news around the Washington football team yesterday. 
I saw that the Washington football team wants to sign Josh Jackson as a backup quarterback to uh, Mark Sanchez, right? Josh Jackson right now is in like some kind of weird derivative arena league, but they're really hoping to sign him, they say, okay? I also want you to remember this is the team that claimed Reuben Foster off waivers last week, Scotty. You know, I mean, with his domestic violence past, they were okay to claim Reuben Foster. They took PR backlash for that. They were cool with that. They're hoping to sign Josh Jackson to back up Mark Sanchez. Why is Colin Kaepernick not on the radar here? That's a hard question for me to answer because I'd be speculating and wild guessing here. But uh, Josh Johnson is, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's he's been he's he's been he's been on uh, on rosters as a backup and a third stringer before. He's kind of bounced around, but you know, you you can't you can't say that Kaepernick hasn't played in two years because when was the last time Josh Johnson did anything of impact in the NFL? You know, we're now starting to get to the bottom of the barrel where it's obvious that Colin Kaepernick could probably help a team win more than some of these guys that are getting tryouts at this point of the season. And I Washington, take, I take and my, Washington I take my chances already, with, I take my chances with him over Sanchez. Yeah, and I, I, I also put the Reuben Foster piece in because you know Washington was okay to bring in someone they saw as a talent and take whatever PR hit might come. They talk, they, they, they claimed a guy who just had domestic violence in his past. Like, if they're okay to do that. Like, I mean, I think it's, uh, is this not, you know. This is only strength as a case for Kaepernick. That's what I'm saying. I was just going to say, like, is this not like exhibit P, let's say, of the collusion lawsuit at this point? Yeah. Like, I understand maybe in the the preseason, you know, where there was legitimate names that were being brought in, you know, as tryouts. But we're at the point now where I think it's obvious to anybody who's ever seen football before that you talk about a six and, you know, you talk about a team still in the playoffs and that teams that are still maybe with a faint chance of the playoffs might take a look at Kelvin Benjamin, for goodness. You know, we're talking about the Washington football team who was in first place in their division and is now going to go take it with, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez and you know Josh Johnson over the commodity that is Colin Kaepernick. Like, yeah, Mark I, I Sanchez wasn't on a on a, wasn't on the roster. Wasn't when on the roster. Signed him. That's yeah, right. So, look. I mean, look, I think it's, it's getting uh, very very obvious. That's all I'll say. I mean, go ahead. I don't want to go too much into this, but I mean, come on. It's it's obvious and ridiculous <laughs> at this point. You are you you are you, uh, you said you didn't want to get too much into this, but obviously you you wanted to go on your rent there too. Um, but you know, with with Kaepernick, it's uh, you know he, he can, I think he can play better than anybody they sign off the street. Definitely Mark Sanchez yeah. or Josh Johnson. Look, Kaepernick, I think uh, ever since the the Forty ers lost the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship the following year, you know his play continually declined to where I I didn't think he was a quality starting NFL quarterback anymore. But That's I fine. still think with his skill set, he could be a top backup. Uh, yeah. you know, when, when you look at, when you look at the situation here though, it's, it's just, we're on the outside looking in, but it just looks Fair. too obvious. It does. It looks too obvious to me. I understand Scott, if you want to claim that he's not one of the best 32 quarterbacks on the planet, I understand that, but we're now getting into the top 64, the top 96, you know what I mean? And at that yeah. point, it's a little ridiculous that, you know, he's not quarterback, you know, 35 through 50. In, in, on, you know, in this country. You know what I mean? I think that's a little bit ridiculous. But I will end it there. Let's talk about another game that I think <laughs> is very, very interesting um, in the AFC South. Okay, and we've talked about the AFC South a lot, but the Indianapolis Colts go to Houston to take on the Texans, the 9-3 and streaking Houston Texans. Um, I thought the Indianapolis Colts were as hot as any teams, uh, Scott, going into last week. They get shut out, right? So what are we going to see? Are we going to see Andrew, a- angry Andrew Luck and that offense bounce back? Or... You know, kind of is this another feather in the Houston cap, you know, continuing that win streak and making it really hard for the Colts in the AFC wildcard race? This is going to be a very, very good game to watch like because yep. the Colts have a lot to play for. They have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive at all. You know, but it's a very, very tough matchup for them. Uh, defensively, I don't think they could stop Houston. I think Houston has the better defense to maybe get a stop. 
Uh, and to me, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I think last weekend's game was anomaly. And uh, whether you want to term it about angry and bounce back, I just, you know, I think the Colts offense is better than what we saw last week. Right. Uh, but I think, the, I think the Texans are just too good right now. So you like Houston. It's a four-and-a-half-point spread. The Texans are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The total is 49. Um, would you think – do you think the Texans I'm, I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts to lose by, like, three. Yep, I like that as well. I think this point spread is interesting. I would take the Colts with the points. I think this is going to be a close game. You have that whole divisional matchup stuff going on as well. I can see this very easily being a 27-24 kind of game within three points. I can see it being like 34-31. Same kind of thing, sure, but a higher scoring game. It looks like you like the over in this game, Scotty. Total is 49. Let me ask you about the Indianapolis Colts. How are you treating their running backs? Marlon Mack had a streak there for about three weeks where he looked real good. Then he got banged up with the concussion and stuff. Naheem Hines is showing he's still viable in PPR in the passing game. How do you play these Colts running backs in a win-or-go-home scenario? Well, Naheem Hines had one game where we saw what we thought that we were going to get. Right. You know, I, gotta, I have to see it for more than one game. Okay. And the Texans are actually ninth best against opposing running backs allowing 22.8 points per game. I don't think Mac was healthy last week. Uh, I think maybe with a second game back, he can still count on him as an RB2. And, uh, you know, when we've seen him when he's been healthy, uh, the numbers have very often been there. So I think you still got to run him out there. All right, we got another game. Uh, Scotty, this is the highest total on the board in week 14. All right, a total of 56. So in general, we're talking about get these players in your lineups and DFS and all that. The New Orleans Saints go down to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers, who have won two in a row with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. Scotty, as I mentioned, this total is 56. Let's start with Tampa Bay. Listen, honestly, Scott, Jameis Winston is proving something, I think. He's proving that, and I think game manager is an extreme here, but if there was a little more game manager in Jameis Winston's game, I think he could be a back-end QB1, you know, moving forward. Um, And the last two games, Scotty, Jameis has not turned the ball over, and what do you know? The Tampa Bay Bucks have won. Where are you going to put Jameis Winston? Is he inside your top twelve this week? It's got to be. Love the matchup against New Orleans, right? Point I think he has play. to. I think he has to be. But at the same time, I can't count on not to turn over the ball. The Saints have played good defense recently, and I think they're actually like a nice sneaky stream for stacks and turnovers this week. Uh, but it's going to be a very competitive game if. Jameis Winston had a little more game manager. Well, he doesn't, you know, and that's why maybe Tampa he Bay has the last two is going to move though, on Scotty. from him. And that's only two weeks. You know, he's been very, very erratic. Uh, yeah, the two-week sample size is not going to convince me of anything with Jameis Winston, especially when this team is not playing with any pressure on it and they're out of it. Uh, but, you know, look, he's a good fantasy start. I think, uh, you know, these are the, these are the third and fourth worst teams against – Fantasy points per game against opposing quarterbacks. So you you gotta you gotta love both offenses here. You just you don't know what you get from Traquan Smith and right. Mike Evans has been volatile. It doesn't look like Deshaun Jackson's gonna play again this season, so you like Chris Godwin as a wide receiver three to a degree. So I was just going to ask you that. I got a question from our guy, Strong Style Ninja, who you know is a big time fan of the network yesterday on Freestyle. He asked me, Chris Godwin is a top blank wide receiver moving forward without Deshaun Jackson. The number I said, Scotty, and it sounds like you agree, I said he is a top 36 wide receiver. In my opinion, that means he's I'd a wide agree receiver with that. three. You know, he's a wide receiver three. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty. You know, Adam Humphreys is in the mix there too. Adam Humphreys, I think, profiles as more the uh, – Adam Huff- Humphreys is top 25 I've- right now. Okay, yeah. fair. Um, but I think the difference between them is Humphreys profiles more as a chain mover, more as the Willie Sneed type, whereas I think Godwin is the more boomer bust kind of touchdown guy. Is, would you, is that a fair read for you? I don't agree with that. You know, if Humphreys okay. has been scoring touchdowns and Sneed doesn't score touchdowns at all. And Sneed, okay, but Sneed's compare Humphreys to Godwin, though. I'm not talking about Sneed necessarily. That maybe that's a bad reference yeah. point. But talk about the difference between the role Humphreys plays and the role Godwin plays for the Tampa Bay offense. Humphreys Humphreys has a better floor. Godwin's more inconsistent. Right. So I think that's what I was getting at, Scotty. You know, yeah. like that Humphreys is that more, uh, like you said, that consistent one, and Godwin may be the more boomer bust, sim- more similar to say Deshaun, what Deshaun Jackson was for Tampa Bay. 
I see. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to draw any player comparisons with okay. anybody else because Chris right. Godwin in one week can catch three catches for 22 yards and two touchdowns, and in the next week, you know, he can catch a 60 yarder and maybe not get in the end zone. I don't think he's boomer bust like Deshaun Jackson. Okay. He's inconsistent, but he's never going to put up the huge Deshaun Jackson numbers that we saw early in the season. But I rely more on him than Deshaun Jackson. We like the five for 101 and a touchdown, I think, that he got last week. So we'll take that if that's what yeah. he can do. Um, he showed he was against... capable of it last year. He averaged over yeah. 17 yards a catch when, when uh, Jackson was out. Yeah. And you got to think Tampa Bay will be moving on from Deshaun Jackson, allowing their core moving forward to be Evans, Humphreys, and yeah, the emerging maybe, maybe Chris next, Godwin. Maybe, maybe next year somewhere Ryan Fitzpatrick will be shown thrown at Deshaun Jackson. Somewhere else, right? That's yeah. <laughs> that's very possible. Let me ask you also on Tampa side. You know, are you ready to make America braid again? How has he done with his opportunity now that OJ Howard isn't there? And are you comfortable using him this week? I feel like his tight end is such a wasteland and is so touchdown dependent. I like Braid's chances to catch a touchdown more than most of the tight ends in that group. Yeah, because you know you saw what was it like? You know, you look at his stats over the last few years. And the total touchdowns that, that, that he had. And most of those came with Jameis, Jameis Winston. Right. Uh, but, you know, but you, you look at this year and, you know, it's, re, it's really like touchdown or bust. Uh, you know, last, last week, uh, three catches for 36 yards. The week before, three catches for 21 and a touchdown. So the production really hasn't been there. But uh, I still think you still have to maintain confidence in it. It's like... Do you want to use Cameron Braid or Chris Herndon or Cameron exactly. Braid and Janu Smith? I'm still going to go with Cameron Braid. Yeah, I agree. And in a total, listen, if I'm going to take a tight end that's touchdown dependent, give me a touchdown, like you said, who is a favorite target of his quarterback in the red zone, and give me a tight end who's in a game where the total is 56 points. You know, so maybe an opportunity to make America Braid again. On the other side, real quick, Scott, I mean, with the Saints – we know what we're doing, right? Obviously, you start Drew Brees. Obviously, you start Michael Thomas. Obviously, you start Alvin Kamara. Is it an obvious thing to start Mark Ingram, Scott? I think when you're talking about RB2s, he's a little volatile. But uh, I still think if you like him better than, like, say, an Adrian Peterson or a Dion Lewis or right. a LaShawn McCoy, sure. uh, you know, he's still he's still, like, top 22 or so, but then when you can come to Mark Ingram and Chris Carson, you have a, dis- a, a difficult decision to make. Ingram's got a little bit more upside, but Carson, uh, you know, is probably going to get more volume and make it a better chance in the end zone. And that's when you're faced with a tough decision. You know, Mark Ingram and Tevin Coleman. I think I would lead Mark Ingram in any given week, but with Chris Carson, I think it really depends on the matchup. So he's just outside that top twenty right now. But he's a safe flex play, you would assume, correct? Not, but he's not safe, you know, because when you compare it to Chris Carson, neither of them are safe. All right, uh, we got more games to break down here on FST when we come back on the other side of the break. This has been Statistician NL Rebe Fantasia, letting you know what we think is important out of all these Week 14 games. Coming right back after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. 
you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Speaking of the first time, Mr. Sussman, the playoff virgin, has actually made the playoffs in three of his fantasy football leagues. You know how, like, back in the day, like, when you first started getting in the girls, you'd be like, oh, I, I got her, five girls. Yeah, I got her I number. Five girls. I, got, I, got, I got her number. <laughs> and then you get the number, and you never do nothing with it? That's what a Mr. Sussman playoff team is. For the first time ever, I made the playoffs. What you gonna do with it? Oh, you gonna win the chip? Oh, you gonna finish the deal? Because I finished the deal. Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio, and on your popular podcast providers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. FST here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle, taking you through some Week 14 matchups. But I got to let you know, because the playoffs have started, you may or may not have reached your fantasy football playoffs. But either way, with BetDSI, you can capitalize on all the on-field action with user-friendly mobile site, a great web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI when you can wager virtually any time during the contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up, and you'll get a 100% deposit bonus match and... After you open your account, then go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. We will give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all the sports, the tools, and optimizers. Then you can go on over to BetDSI and use that information to win on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free of DailyRoto.com. Com. Interesting deal there. Let's give you some of the information you need to win your leagues over or go make a little bit of extra cash at BetDSI. I want to talk about both New York football teams, but I want to do it real quick, Scotty, because there's not much there. We talked already about this Giants-Washington game on the Giants side. Odell, we know. Saquon, we know. That's about it, right, for the Giants side. Am I correct? Yeah, it's not like you want to be starting Eli Manning in your fantasy. Or Sterling Shepard, right? Standard quarterback league, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, so fair enough. And on the Washington side, I think it's pretty clear as well. We talked about this. I mean, listen, guys, Mark Sanchez is going to be your starting quarterback. I think you want Adrian Peterson and not a whole lot else. Are you starting Jordan Reed in the playoffs this week, Scotty? Yeah, I think you have to, uh, right. you know, because tight end is just so desolate and, you know, some semblance of uh, you know a dependable target there, although you know Reed's been kind of up and down uh, this year. You know, the Giants are not as bad against fantasy tight ends as they were in the, the were in the past, uh, but I think they can still be exploited. And I think you know Mark Sanchez wants to throw some high percentage passes. The Giants are 16th against opposing tight ends. Mm. I think you make a good point there, the idea that Sanchez might use that security blanket. You know, Even on Monday night, we saw what Sanchez is able to do right away is those kind of like bootleg rollouts where the tight end is right there in the flat. And I think we could yeah. see some of those with Jordan Reed. Yeah, we could. Uh, Giants are historically bad. You can't start with a lot of confidence, but what, 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 what fantasy tight ends other than, say, the top four and maybe Jalen Samuel – can you right. really start with any confidence right now? It, exactly. Are your op, do you have the options of Bill Clinton or the options of Orrin Hatch? Right? That's what it comes down to, as we've talked about. <laughs> A man this is only faithful game. as his options. That's right. That's right. Uh, the other New York football team, the JETS. To be quite honest, Scotty, in your mind, the only New York football team is the Buffalo Bills, and they are playing what other people think of the other New York football team, the New York Jets. But Buffalo is the only team with their home stadium in the state of New York. But the Jets go up 
to Western New York to play the Buffalo Bills. Listen, I think in this game, it's all clear as well. I've been extolling the virtues of Josh Allen as a uh, at least a quarterback, too, and you know maybe sneaky because of his rushing potential. We've talked about Zay Jones a lot already this morning and his ascension that is now augmented by the cutting of Kelvin Benjamin. Talk to me about Shady McCoy. Is he a flex play for you this week? Not with any confidence. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you if you benching Shady McCoy for like a Curtis Samuel or something like that. And again, I don't think Zay Jones was augmented at all by Calvin Benjamin's cutting. I think Calvin Benjamin was getting phased out before that. But then when you talk about uh, you, you talk about uh, you know the Jets, it's uh, you, you know they're facing a quarterback that's rushed for two hundred thirty-four yards the past two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. More think than Lamar Jackson, of, by the way. That, that's more than Lamar Jackson yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Just so you know. Yes. So you know, it makes you consider Josh Adams. You know, is Josh maybe Allen, like yeah. a back end QB one, and it, it, Josh Allen is maybe a like a, a, a back end QB QB one. I don't think there's a floor there necessarily that's because what I'm saying. Yeah. they could, you know, watch watch the film. There's not a safe floor there, and maybe they could hold him to thirty rushing yards because. You know, you've seen what other quarterbacks perform when they start, you know, exploding for that many rushing yardage and other teams start scheming to keep them in the pocket. And the Jets are still a professional football team. So you can't count on it necessarily. But, uh, you know, if you have another quarterback that, you know, you feel that you can't count on, like a Tom Brady uh, or maybe even an Aaron Rodgers, you're considering, wow. you know, it's, it's not crazy. Do I start Allen or Rodgers? Wow. Do I start Allen or Brady? Josh Allen or Tom Brady? Josh Allen or Allen or Aaron Rodgers, the King is saying, are legitimate questions as you enter a win or go home playoff scenario. Who would have thunk it? By the way, Scotty, I just brought up among quarterbacks the top five rushing quarterbacks so far this year. You know, Mitchell Trubisky is fifth, and we've talked about him, you know, and the rushing potential he has. He has 363 rushing yards, which, by the way, you know, would cancel out 36 interceptions or 18 interceptions, by the way, just so we know. Fourth in the NFL rushing among quarterbacks right now is Deshaun Watson at 375 yards. The top three in the NFL rushing among quarterbacks, the leader right now is Cam Newton. You would expect that. He's got four touchdowns as well. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Josh Allen. Here's the caveat. Josh Allen, his 389 yards, he's done this. Remember, he was hurt for a month, okay? And he's more rushing yards than Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisky, all except Cam Newton. And he's only been in the saddle for eight games. I'm telling you right now, Scotty, next year, Josh Allen should be treated as one of the reasons you wait on quarterback because he's going to run for 600 yards next year. And that's going to put him right there as a top 12 quarterback. I'm going to wait on quarterback next year. And the same reason we waited on Patty Mahomes and Phillip Rivers and and Matt Ryan and all that stuff. Josh Allen is a viable name to target as the reason you wait on quarterback. Yep. And we all think different things in August than we do in in November and December. You know, that's why you don't look at playoff schedules during the summer. Uh, And with Josh Allen, it's interesting because I'm in a dynasty league where we have a four-round draft. And he was the last quarterback off the board right. taken by me in round three. And where a yeah. lot of the other quarterbacks went off in the, the end of the first and a lot of the second. Seemed like nobody wanted Josh Allen. Right. And I ended him. And then Patrick Mahomes in one of my leagues uh, where I finished 10-3, and three, I took got Patrick Mahomes off of waivers after the draft. Wow. So that illustrates the point what you're talking about. Yep. We've been saying it all season long. We'll say it again next August. Let's go to another game, Scotty. The Cincinnati Bengals with their backup quarterback and their backup wide receiver and their fired defensive coordinator go to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Scotty, the Chargers are 14-point favorites. We've been on the Chargers since the beginning of the season. It seems like a lot of the conventional wisdom is starting to come around on them as well. How do you play Austin Eckler and Jackson this week? At the running back spot, are you starting? Well, Melvin Eckler, Gordon might come back this week. Okay, that further Melvin Gordon might come back this week. Yeah, that makes so it harder for we don't owners. know. What do you There's, do? The the you wait. You you mm-hmm. wait to find out more news. You know, today's Tuesday. You know, you don't have to make your starting decision today. Be ready for anything. Uh, I would say if Gordon doesn't play, 
I'm leaning in the direction of Jackson, but I can't feel fully confident in it. We know he looks like the better runner, and we want him to get more carries, but sometimes it doesn't always work that way. It could be a split. You know, they still could split it. So it's very unclear right now. We're probably not going to have an answer until later in the week. All right. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye out on. We'll ask Dr. A about them, about him as well, Melvin Gordon, that is, on Friday. On the Cincinnati side of things, Scott, I mean, we know about Joe Mixon. Obviously, you're starting him. My question for you is about Tyler Boyd, Scott. You know, all, all morning long, we've been talking about Zay Jones, right? And how he was sort of ascending anyway and now has the opportunity to be the number one. The same thing happened with Tyler Boyd. Was sort of ascending anyway, having a good uh, season. Now then had the opportunity with A.J. Green out to be the number one. And to your point, with more defensive attention, things of that nature, he did not – I don't think he's necessarily, you know, taking the brass ring and run with it in that scenario. How are you treating Tyler Boyd? As a wide receiver, three. I think he's a little bit more reliable – you know, than some of these other guys that we've talked about in wide receiver three. You know, Zane Jones has only been very recent where, you know, we've seen Tyler Boyd at least post somewhat decent numbers when uh, when A.J. Green is out. What about DJ Moore? Tyler Boyd or DJ Moore? I feel like Tyler Boyd Boyd is a little bit of a safer floor. Safer? You know, he's that number one guy. He can give me four catches for 50 yards, whereas – I worry about DJ Moore could be two for 24. Yeah. Big spread on this game, Scotty. The Chargers are 14-point favorites. A lot of people think the Char- Chargers' arrow is pointing up, that they're starting to roll, and the Bengals are going in the other direction, right? A lot of backups around. You know, they shut A.J. Green down with surgery, stuff of that nature. Are you going to lay two touchdowns with the Chargers this week, Scotty? Or is that too big of a spread I you? think I think you are. I think, uh, you know, they had that bad loss against – you just don't know with the Chargers, though. It's it's like they lose but to those Denver. are charges of years past. And, are they a different team this year? Yeah. I, I don't know that they are. You know, it's as long as Phillip Rivers is quarterback, I don't know that they are. Because one week they'll lose to Denver, and next week they'll win a game that they're just not supposed to win, that they would never beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and right. a valiant comeback. This is why I think, you know, they're not going to win the AFC. Because, you know, they, at some you point just never know which, which charger is going to show up in the clutch. You know, right. Philip Rivers is, you know, he's never won a big game. You know, he's going to yeah. go to the Hall of Fame, I think, because he's been a fine regular season quarterback, and people will respect that. But uh, can they can certainly beat this team by more than 14? The Bengals are so depleted on both sides of the ball, I think they can. Yeah, I think the Chargers offer a very unique uh, opportunity. I think, no, let's put it this way, Scott, and we'll see if you just agree real quick. No matter who they play in the playoffs, no matter who they play, they will have a chance. You know what I mean? They'll be a live underdog oh, no matter course. who they play. But you're absolutely right. They, like This is a team that can beat anyone in the NFL, but also could almost lose to anyone in the NFL. Right, Scotty? That's exactly what they've been the last two weeks. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's the problem in, in, in the playoffs. It's I, I, I wouldn't like, I don't care them. who you are. I think if you, you could be the Chiefs, you could be the Patriots. If you have the Chargers coming to town, you're, you're a little bit worried. Ain't it going to be they, easy? You know, because they can put up 40 on you. Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram can wreck your quarterback, you know. It's possible, but it's also possible that Phillip Rivers throws three it's interceptions good, in the second half. As good as the Seahawks have been playing uh, four weeks ago, the Chargers walked into Seattle and yep. basically and destroyed took care them. Of them. Yeah. All right. Let's go to yeah. another game here, Scotty, because we only got a few more, um, few more minutes to talk about them. Denver Broncos go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Let me ask you about this one. Everyone's so excited about this kid, Jeff Wilson, right? Who did look good, and we know Matt Breida is out. But correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty. Wasn't Alfred Morris inactive last week? And won't he just yes, be active yes, this week, making it a, right? So with Alfred Morris active and Jeff Wilson there, isn't that really just a timeshare? And doesn't that make me not want either no. one of them? No. Not at you think all. This is the Jeff Alfred Morris has been has been. You know, I was I was talking to some people that cover the Forty ers and he's he's been he's been completely phased out. You know, this is all about Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson looked terrific on flat passes last week, uh, and you know he was the guy, oh, definitely over the in the pecking order, over Alfred Morris. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if they brought somebody in off the street to be ahead of Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris is not a thing. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that at all. It's going to be Jeff Wilson. 
All right. Um, I think you know what you need, you know, for the rest of these uh, on this uh, 49ers team. Obviously, you're starting George Kittle as a top tight end. That's about it. On the Denver Broncos side, we know about the – Well, Dante Pettis has been really good the last two weeks, though. Yep, 14 targets in the last two weeks. We talked about him on the waiver wire. He, he gets wide receiver three consideration. Okay. He gets wide right. receiver three consideration. It's, as for Jeff Wilson, you know, the Broncos are 16th against opposing running backs, so it's a, it's a pretty decent matchup for him. All right, we got to keep it moving, Scott. We got a bunch of games still left here. The Denver Broncos, though, we know about this, right? The incredible rookie season of Philip Lindsay. We know we're starting Manny Sanders. My question is about Cortland Sutton, Scott. Um, where you like? How are you treating Cortland Sutton? He did get a touchdown. Maybe there's more targets to go around now with the loss of Hireman in the last week or two. Um, are you going to start Cortland Sutton? I think, uh, you know, he's not a, a slam dunk start, of course, you okay. know, the way that he's been playing. He's been showing some signs, and a lot of these rookie wide receivers have been very, very inconsistent. That said, I think you've got to like the matchup against the 49ers at 22nd against, uh, against a, a, opposing fantasy wide receivers, and they often look worse. You know, Seattle showed last week, and other teams have showed last week, just avoid Richard Sherman. You can absolutely tear up the other side of the field. Right. And so you got to figure that that'll be uh, the Manny Sanders, you know, issue. So maybe Sutton is able to kind of be free on that one. Let's go to another game real quick. Uh, I only have really one question about this next game. The Detroit Lions going to Arizona. For Arizona, we already know you have Fitzy as a fringe wide receiver three. We know about David Johnson, who's starting to come on, get more touches under Byron Leftwich as the new offensive coordinator. My question is really... Scotty, I mean, with Detroit, um, are we expecting Carryon Johnson back? And what does that mean for LeGarrette Blunt? I can't answer a question in which I don't have the answer about Carryon Johnson. I, 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 I just, we don't know. It's, it's too early in the week to know. Uh, you know, but as far as what the, the matchup this week, you know, the Cardinals have been getting torn up right. against opposing running backs. You know, all year long they ranked 29th against opposing running backs. If uh, Johnson is not back. And uh, inside injuries was not expecting him back by this point. Uh, I think LeGarrette Blunt is a nice, sneaky start this week. Interesting. If we hear something, what if we hear something like uh, they're going to ease Carryon Johnson back in, or he'll be on a snap count? Does that kind of kill it for both? Then you don't, Johnson then you don't want to use Blunt? him. And that would you then, wouldn't use LeGarrette Blunt then? You, in that you, you don't want to right? use him if uh, I had to use one of the two be Blunt. But you know, I really don't want. Honestly, I don't want to speculate about. News that's not out there. All right. Um, uh, real quick, I do want to touch on a Sunday night game before we hit the break. Very quickly. It's the Rams and the Bears. Scotty, in that crazy Rams-Chiefs game that had 105 points, the Rams' fantasy defense was still, you know, scored you some points. Are you okay starting the Chicago Bears' defense against the Rams this week? They still might get turnovers and sacks. Or is it crazy to start a fantasy defense against the Rams in your playoffs. You make a good point about You say about it's about Bears. sacks and turnovers. Left, left, you know what I mean? It's about sacks and turnovers, but how much do you really expect Jared Goff to turn a ball over compared to other per- opposing fans? It's not about that. It's I expect get, Khalil Mack to sacked. be able to strip sack anybody. I expect Khalil Mack to be able to sack anybody. It's not about Jared Goff. It's about Khalil Mack to me. Yeah, but I'm talking about the turnovers. I mean, you know, that's I've why seen I mentioned Jared Goff Jared turn the Goff. ball over. I've, I've seen, seen it, but you know, the he's, ball over. I've seen he's, him get strip sacked and fumbled before. Yeah, but not as frequently as other quarterbacks. So I don't, I don't think they're a great start this week. So you wouldn't start the Bears. All right, fair enough. When we, come I'm not back saying they stink. Break, you know, the Khalil Mack point is valid. All right. Uh, so you know, kind of, they get downgraded, but still viable. Let's say because they can, you know, they can produce against anybody. When we come back, we got a couple more games to touch on, Scotty. Before we turn it over to the morning after, it's Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N O W 800 804 7060 800 804 7060 800 804 7060. That's 800 804 7060. The morning after. Well, if someone just starts banging on your door, Jay, I don't know what you're going to do. Guys, I mean, not nothing. Like, I'm sorry, you little bitch boy, that you're scared of someone banging on your door. No, it's not that. Yeah, no, 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 it is, though. That's what you just said. That's literally what you just said, no, harassing and banging on the door. With the issue, why wouldn't you just deal with that person? I don't understand why we're making. So, so you're saying that it's okay? No, 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 no. So you're saying that it's okay? I dealt with the issue by pushing her. So you're just as disgusting as him because you agree with the fact that he pushed her. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Welcome back. It's FST here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, my man Chris Pavona, the manimal, is down there in the fantasy pit of misery. You with me, Pavona? Down there in the pit of misery? All right, well, Pavona, when you're with me. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you something, Pavona. Me and Scott, we were talking in the commercial break about a holiday party. All right? You're down there all the time. Do me a favor. Let these guys know. That Monday through Thursday, not the best day, because the spitting statistician and the king and you, my friend, you got to be back up at it like six, seven o'clock in the morning the next day. If we're gonna do a holiday well, already, party, I'm trying to have some eggnog with you guys, you know? Yeah, I've already, I've already, you know, expressed my concerns. You've made your that. opinions known. Yes, I've made my right. opinions known. All right, fair enough. I appreciate that. You know, can you uh, continue to advocate will, for the morning I will show? Con- crew? I will continue to advocate this probably- for the morning crew. There's probably a Christmas tree snapped in half over him, uh, you know, making his feelings known. Yeah, I know, I know. Down there, yeah. dilly, I would dilly, never do that to a Christmas tree. Pit of misery. All right, fair enough. We got some games <laughs> to talk about here. Now Philly, he's going to break something else. Big game in the NFC East, Scotty. Philadelphia goes to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. I am very intrigued by this game, Scott. Um, to me, this is a huge game. This could decide the NFC East. And let me tell you something. The Cowboys have looked damn good recently. They have an identity. In essence, Scotty, they are like the version of Jacksonville that they wanted last year. You know what I mean? They've got that defense with speed at the linebackers. Big kind of cornerbacks that can cover. Pressure from guys like Lawrence. But they have an offense to match, right? They have Zeke Elliott who's able to pound the rock and, and have time of possession. And they have a quarterback now who when he plays within himself can be a running threat on his own. This is what the Jacksonville Jaguars want to be. The Dallas Cowboys have the arrow pointing up on them in the NFC East. I don't know if I completely compared them to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville I think had it's a, a better version defense be last honest. year. I, I think Jacksonville had a dominant defense and the quarterback wasn't as good. Right. I mean, that quarterback. I'd rather have Dak as good and, as and his defense. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Jacksonville's defense from last year because they look okay. like they were going to be like a really like elite I mean, defense. Dallas, Dallas is very good and underrated. Week, yeah, they yeah. just shut down no, the Saints they, they, last week. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think that they were quite on the level with Jacksonville. From fair. last year, they That's they may fair. be one of the best in the league this year, though. I give you that. That's fair. I, I just but think the it's fact a that they have a quarterback. It's a different that team can than manage the game better than Blake. Fine, fine. Maybe yeah. it's not a complete apples yeah. to apples comparison. Fair enough. Yeah. But it remains. Do you think that this Cowboys defense of this year of this vintage uh, can slow down Philly? What are you th- What are you doing with Philly uh, right now? New Orleans, like you just That's said. That's right. You know. And here's my question for you. Here's my question for you on Philly. What's going on with Alshon Jeffrey? And is Alshon Jeffrey's production directly tied? Is the decrease in Alshon Jeffrey tied to the increase of Golden Tate? No, because Jeffrey wasn't performing well the last two weeks when Tate okay. wasn't doing anything. You know, right. I just believe Dallas is the better team because 
Philadelphia's defense is definitely exploitable. Well, you can't say that about Dallas. You know, no. Dallas is complete on both sides of the ball, and they're playing really, really well right now. You know, they're, start, they're starting to hit their stride right now. The NFC playoff right picture is going to be very, very interesting because both, like, Dallas and Seattle right now are, like, really starting to hit their stride. The Rams, you know, bounced back from that loss to the Chiefs very nicely. The Saints lost, you know, you thought when they looked like the best team in the NFL, then they lost to Dallas. So this NFC is going to be very, very interesting, you know, down the stretch and in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the AFC will be as well. Let me ask you this then. Are you trusting any Eagles pass catcher that is not named Zach? I think Golden Tate showed that he's, you know, finally went into the flow of the offense. And I confidently start him as a wide receiver three this week. Important game for them. They have to get the ball to Golden Tate. Can't throw everything to Zach Ertz. All right. uh, Next game I want to talk about here, also in the afternoon window, the Pittsburgh Steelers try to get off the mat, going to the West Coast, and they got a great opportunity to do it against the Oakland Raiders, who are a dumpster fire, in my opinion. The Oakland Raiders are home dogs. They're getting 11 points at home. Two questions I want to ask you about. We've talked about Jalen Samuels ad nauseum. One thing that we did not mention that was actually a piece of news yesterday I neglected to mention all morning, and that goes to show you how much I think it it matters, but the Oakland Raiders signed C.J. Anderson yesterday yesterday, Scott. Um, does that matter? Does that eat into a Jalen Richard or a Doug Martin? I'm thinking that Jalen Richard is the only Raider that I would want any piece of. I guess Jared Cook as well if you need him as your tight end. But am I right? Jalen Richard is maybe a viable flex, but that's about it. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's not going to matter. You know, okay. he didn't get any carries in Carolina. Uh, he's playing with a new team. He's got to learn a new playbook. You right. know, the Raiders are established right now that uh, you know, they, they'll get Doug Martin, his mediocre stats, and then Jalen Rashard will catch some passes here and there. Uh, You're Jordy hoping Jalen Rashard gets week. like five or six catches, right? That's all you really yeah, can Jalen Rashard always has a floor of like eight to ten PPR points. Right. Uh, and Jordy Nelson reawoke last week, but I don't. you can't mm-hmm. trust him to do it again. It's not like you're going to start him this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And And, and Pittsburgh, you know. We know how we're playing this, right? We've talked about this already. You know you're starting Ben, A.B., uh, Samuels. I'm going to be very intrigued, Scotty, when, you're, when your tight end ranks come out. I, I believe Jalen Samuels is literally going to be like tight end five this week. You know, like yeah. I'll give you Zach Ertz. I'll Who give knows? you Travis Kelsey. I'll give you Ertz. I'll give you Kelsey. I'll give you Gronk. I'll give you Kittle. I'll give you Ebron. Ebron. Maybe. Ebron, right. I would I'm put, I would put Samuels else. over – I would I would easily put Samuels over over Gronk. Really? Yes. Really? Wow. Is Gronk, you know, could, so is let, Gronk, Gronk could Gronk I, could Gronk could you. uh you know he I could melt you. in any week. Listen, he's not gonna get it's 15 hysterical. Carries. In the last hour, okay, we need to clip this Bavona. In the last hour, when the Patriots are nine and three, the King Scott Angle has said you should con- seriously consider Josh Allen over Tom Brady. And Jalen Samuels over Rob Gronkowski. And the Patriots are 9-3. and three. Like, if we were in August, those things would have sounded crazy. But that's why you got to listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because these things are fluid. NFL Rocket doesn't have a direct reflection on fantasy starts. No, I, I know. I'm just saying it's not like the yeah. Patriots, you know, like Brady and Gronk are still there. You know what I mean? And yet these are people, Josh Allen, Jalen Samuels, were considering over these guys. I just think it's absolutely – You know, I might, I might rank Samuels third behind Kelsey and Ertz. You take him over Kittle even? Yep. Wow. Kittle's been really um, good, but, you know, it's uh, you know, he's not going to get 15 carries. Right. The carries are what gives you such a safe floor, right? Yeah. That's what it is with yep. any tight end. You know, Plus he can I, catch like, passes. He caught a touchdown last week. Sure. You know, like you said, I mean, Ertz and Kelsey, you can write on in. You know, like these guys, I listen, I told you, Scott, in my drafts next year, I'm targeting both those guys. I am going to go – I'll spend a third-round pick on either one of those guys next year. I'm willing to do that because they create such a weekly advantage at that tight end position. Let me ask so you this. You that. What's up? Patrick Mahomes is in historical territory right now. Yes. Uh, he's, he's thrown 41 TD passes quicker yes. than anybody else. And he's in rarefied statistical territory with Tom Brady in 2007, thir- and 2007 Peyton. and Peyton Manning in 2013. Yes. How early would you be willing to draft Patrick Mahomes next year 
And where would you take him? Uh, it's, uh, I, I could see him being QB1, but I am going to hold to my guns. I am going to wait on quarterback, Scotty. I just still am. He will not be I'm, one of my first. Uh, he is going to go in the end of the first round in many mainstream he, leagues next not, year. And, and some other team will have him. If that's the case, I will have zero shares of Patty Mahomes. I've been telling you. my And um, I am more solid. I know, and you still, you're right, Scott. You let the draft come to you and all that stuff. And I, I don't prescribe my board. I never have. But I think I am closer than ever before to telling you I'm pretty sure that next year in drafts, my first four rounds, will I will wind up with one running back, two wideouts, and someone named Travis or Zach. Like that's a, That is the way I'm going to want to build my team. I, I we, you and I, we always tell people what to do as a fantasy expert, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say there wasn't temptation out of it. You know, I have Mahomes in a few leagues this year. And it's so much fun to watch so him do for I. fantasy purposes. It's a thrill. To, it I, is. I'd be I, lying. I I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I'm already tempted, thinking that next year, that if I'm at the end of the first round, to take Mahomes with one of my top picks. I'm not yep. saying I'm going to do it, but I can't tell you that I'm. I'm it's not going to cross my mind. Can I tell you something that would be? Let's say you're at the turn. Let's say you're at twelfth, right? If, if you're going to go that far. And let's combine it with what I'm saying here. If you're at the turn, so you go, you know, 12, 13 overall, then you don't have another pick until the very end of the third round. Would it be crazy to go Mahomes-Kelsey as the turn? Yes, because Why? you don't want to take the quarterback and the tight end in the first four rounds. If you're going to go one, you can't go Totally the hamstring your other position. You can't do that. It's well, one or the on other. I'm going to wait on quarterback, you know, and I'm going to hope to wind up with two wideouts, one of those stud eight running backs, like you said, and either Kelsey or Ertz. That's the way I'm going to try now, and do look, it. Look, I'd rather take Kelsey because of the state of the tight end position, but Mahomes is darn tempting if Kelsey yeah. is off the board. I hear uh, And there are some situations, some of these running backs that were starting and some of these wide receivers that were starting, you know, they weren't drafted in the first three rounds. You, yeah, we you know we yeah, we we're, exactly. we're start, one league. I'm starting Sony Michelle and Gus Edwards, and neither one go. of them were drafted in the first three rounds. Yeah, you know my long term dynasty team right now that just finished a 12 and one season. The three running backs that got me there were James Conner, Sony Michelle, and Kerryon Johnson. Okay, and I mean, and these things happen every year. Scotty, I do want to go to one more game. We only got a minute left. One, one, minute one question, quick, left. very quick. I have to ask you this: If you're yeah. at that turn. Would you go Mahomes, Tyreek Hill? I mean, that's interesting. That's very interesting, you know, to get this kind of glorious stack. I, I, it's very, very interesting. But I just think I'm not going to take a quarterback. I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to wait on quarterback. We've seen just too many examples, Scotty, where quarterback is a, a position that we can be successful at later on in the draft. So, no, I'm going to stay away from Patty Mahomes, albeit it's very, very tempting, and I enjoy the fruits of that this year. And I have him in a dynasty league. I drafted him as a rookie. I have him as a seventh-round keeper in a league. So I'll be, I will still have shares of Patty Mahomes. The last question I want to ask you today, Scotty, with this Rams-Bears game, I talked about the potential still of the defense against anybody. Are you starting Josh Reynolds? You know, I think we know about the rest of these Rams, right? We know about Woods and Cooks and Gurley and Goff. Are you going so far as to start Josh Reynolds in your playoffs? Again, it's all relative to who else you have. Bill Clinton, but we no saw him go quiet, <laughs> b- b- go quiet last week, and I don't think you like the matchup this week. So uh, hmm. I would lean towards no. All right, and some of these other guys we're talking about on this fringe, right? The DJ Moore, the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world that we are talking about, the Pettises even. Uh, we'll be back to talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. The morning after is up next with Gabe Morency, fantasy executive Corey Parson, and the lovely Michelle Serpico. All right, we'll be back to talk about, you know, Scott's ranks and Thursday night football as week 14 kicks off the playoffs. Have a great fantasy day. Have a great fantasy day, Scotty. We'll talk tomorrow. You too.